0: Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of my podcast, Living Fear. So I went ahead and introduced myself a little bit. Um, I probably didn't do that great of a job. Um, So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit more. Um, You know, obviously my podcast is And what I hope to do is talk about fear and emotions and self-love. And so maybe some people at home might be going, well, you know, what does this chick know about any of that stuff? So um, I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of a background into me. Um, So when... I guess the first like probably, you know, scary things that I guess, you know, maybe where like my fear started um, was probably when I was like in high school and I didn't always pick like the greatest guys to be in relationships with. And sometimes they even like scared me, Um, you know, but um, again, like I said in my previous episode that we as people tend to um, be drawn to what's familiar. We we gravitate towards what's familiar. So if you are familiar with being in shitty relationships, well, guess what? You're just going to keep finding yourself in more shitty relationships. Um. So that was probably like the first area in my life where I started encountering fear. Um, Mm -hmm. I got pregnant and had a baby and immediately was like, basically on the run, um, because I didn't want the guy who, um, the guy who got me pregnant to really even find out that I was pregnant because I was so scared of him. Um, But anyways, um, so then I was kind of – I lived with my sister, and then after about a little over a year, I was like, okay, you know, I have to go and do this on my own. I got to go live. Um, I got to go take care of business myself. Um, So I moved – And then I was in an apartment with just me and my son. And that was difficult too because, you know, um, maybe I just was too sheltered growing up. I don't know. Um, And that's probably something we're going to have to talk about in another episode is maybe not sheltering our children so much. But um, I definitely wasn't really prepared to... Um, it wasn't that I wasn't prepared to be a mom. I didn't have any reservations in my parenting style. It was more of a, you know, the the world is really just like a big, scary place. Um, <laughs> especially when you're five foot nothing and 105 pounds walking around with, you know, an 18-month-old baby. Um, and, you know, I also, because I, I, you know, that was my situation, I also chose to live in, um, I, it wasn't like the best area, but it was definitely like a better area of town, um, which I just, I had to pay for, like like literally like pay for with money. Um, you know, I mean, I had like a inky dinky one bedroom apartment, and I was paying like $800 a month. And some people are probably going, that's nothing, which it probably is today. Who knows? Um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, but anyways, so um, after that, I found myself in another relationship with a man um right around the time that my son was probably closer to two, um, and he wasn't, like, a bad person, um, he didn't, you know, he, we actually, you know, we had a, a fine relationship or whatever, he just, you know, didn't really want anything serious, but neither did I, um, but he, he cheated on me, like, big time, like, big time cheated on me, which totally, like, crushed me, um, And so I think that this is like, um, you know, part of where my self-love started deteriorating. Um, I had a lot of emotional problems um, that were really caused by him. And I should have never have let that happen to me. Had I loved myself more, I would have kicked his butt to the curb and it would have been like, you know, sayonara, forget it. Um, but I didn't. Um, so, um, sometime right around the time, let's see, I think I was 20 years old. I started getting, um, migraine headaches really bad. Um, and I started going to the doctors and we found out that, well, I had to kind of press my doctor because he didn't really treat me very well. Um, he was always kind of just trying to like write off all of my symptoms as nothing. Um, but uh, it turned out that I had high blood pressure. Like, who has high blood pressure when they're twenty, right? I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't. I mean, I was like a hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> I was. You know, I'm saying I wasn't overweight. Um I didn't have any family history of it, you know. I mean, and I had high blood pressure. What the heck? So this is kind of like where my health journey began. Um and I think had I really like looked more, known more, looked inside myself more, um maybe I would have realized that hey, my emotional status is kind of what's causing these health problems. But at the time, I didn't know that. Um, About a year later, when I was 21 or 22, um, my symptoms got worse. Um, I started getting um, like joint pain and really tired. And I mean like joint pain so bad that it like hurt to answer the phone. It hurt to type on the computer at work. It hurt to open up doors when I would, you know, walk into a business. Um, it hurt to wash the dishes. So again, I went back to that same old doctor who just kind of kept writing me off, writing me off. And then one day, um, I went to the doctors and the doctor who I had been seeing left the practice. And there was a, um, a, uh, a different doctor, a physician's assistant. Um, and she decided, Hey, this is weird. Let's, you know, let's do some blood tests. And it turned out that they told me I had lupus, which there's really, for anybody who has lupus, I will say there is no definitive test stating whether or not you have lupus, but based on, you know, my, uh, my blood work and my um my ANA and my titer and things like that which if anybody has autoimmune diseases you know exactly what I'm talking about when I mention all those random tests um so I had lupus and I didn't even know what the heck that was I mean right who knows what that is I had to go google it you know I was like <laughs> I was like what is this um And so then I was kind of like, wow, okay, well, what does this mean for me? You know, Um, I was, I started eating really healthy. I mean, I was all, okay, I guess I wasn't really eating healthy. But I mean, I was still eating like I was in high school, but I was like 21. So who eats healthy when they're 21? Um, I started seeing a naturopath doctor getting on like, you know, supplements and herbs and Um, you know, and, and and eating really healthy and watching, you know, what I put into my body. Um, I started eating organic foods and, um, I even like stopped eating red meat and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff that, I don't know. I was just, it was like, tell me what to do and I would do it. Um, so, uh, I... I really only, I I, I dealt with that for maybe, I think like a year or two years um, before I moved. And I moved from Phoenix, Arizona, up to Northern Arizona. Um, I moved because I had met a man who is my husband today. Um, And what he lived like in this great, great place, like in the mountains, right? With like pine trees and, you know, like it snowed and there was deer and elk and it was just, it was beautiful. And it was so much different than Phoenix because you're at like, you know, all of a sudden I'm living at like 6,000 or 6,500 feet elevation. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, like 85 degrees or 80 degrees in the summertime or something like, you know. And anyways, about a month after I moved in with him, all of my pain, all of my symptoms, gone, just gone, all of them. And I was like, wow. So again, because I don't know, I'm naive, I somewhat saw that there was like a relationship between you know moving and not having to deal with so much stress and having all of like my pain and fatigue disappear um but it wasn't like enough to where I was like oh you know like this is my new life plan I'm gonna make sure that I like never have stress another day in my life um right so Anyway, so everything was totally good, like, for years. I mean, I'm talking, like, I think uh, five or six or seven years. I literally had, like, no symptoms whatsoever of my lupus, like, none. And we got married, and we even moved. We moved out into um, – we had 40 acres, and um, – You know, like my husband worked super, super hard at his job and then came home every day. And, um, you know, like we, he cleared him and friends. He like cleared this big area for like chickens to go. And we were, he was just like always doing, because he was always doing stuff on the property. um, Because we thought we were going to live there forever. Um, So... Uh, we got married in 2011 and then like right away I wanted to have babies and he did too, but I think I was like, I thought I should have been pregnant like immediately and I was really angry that I wasn't like, you know, like a high school cheerleader who just gets pregnant like immediately. Um, it took us two years, um, and a lot of stress only on my part. Um, I probably, Sorry, I probably really did not make my husband very happy during those 2 years. Um because, you know, I'm human. Hi. Um <laughs> so um we finally I finally I got pregnant, right? Um but like a few months before we got pregnant, I had this huge lupus flare up. Probably because of all the stress that I had been putting myself under. So, and I literally just like laid in bed. Like my head felt like a like 15 pound bowling ball. Like I couldn't even pick my head up off the pillow. And I slept like all day long. And then as I started to feel better, I realized that like all of my joints hurt. It hurt to put on my shoes. It hurt to do everything. And then I was really pissed and mad at myself because you know, I was like a totally independent person. And then now it was like, oh, I can't even put on my own shoes or it hurts to put on my shoes, but I'm going to put them on anyways. And I'm going to grip my teeth and get angry putting them on. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant. Um, and I was super happy. So happy. Um, I probably worried I mean, like, I don't recall exactly what I worried about. I'm sure I worried plenty about my pregnancy um, and, you know, instilled plenty of fear into being pregnant. Um, Like, it seems a lot of people do these days. Everybody seems to be scared of everything. And then I had my son way early at 29 weeks. I had him. I had a partial abruption. I had a blood clot form on the top of my, um, uterus and basically just get bigger and bigger until it pushed the baby out. Uh, he lived in the NICU for two months and that was hard. Um, that was really hard. And then finally we got to, um, go home. And even when he got to go home, I was scared you know, here I am. I I just took this baby that was in this hospital for 2 months, hooked up to like every machine, and now it's just like, "Oh, here you go. Take it home now and take take the baby home and and like there's nothing. There's just, "Okay, here you go. Here's your baby." Um and I was I was scared. Um but uh you know, I I had problems nursing. I was very hard on myself with nursing my baby. I wanted to, I I was like, I was like, it was, I could only nurse my child. I didn't want to pump. I didn't want to feed formula. I was very, very strict on myself, very hard on myself. Um, with nursing, it came with a lot of pain, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, so, so tired. I don't know why I did that to myself. Just crazy. It's a crazy. Some of the things I look back and I see what I did to myself um, as a parent over parenting. Um, so, anyways, fast forward a little bit more two years later. Um, I have, I conceive again and again. I'm scared to death because. I don't know what this means. My last child came at 29 weeks. Is this one going to come at 29 weeks? Or 28? Or 27? Or, um, you know, I was, again, scared. So, I um, I went and saw a specialist. And was had to get um, progesterone shots throughout my whole pregnancy. Um, nothing happened. I kind of had this little voice in the back of my head that told me I didn't really need the progesterone shots. But again, I was too scared. I didn't want to listen to that little voice in the back of my head. I just wanted to do what I thought I should be doing because that's what the doctor said to do. Um, and my daughter was born normal. She was born at uh, 40 weeks and two days or and no issues whatsoever. Um, again, Took her home, did the same thing, very strict on myself about breastfeeding. Um, It was a little bit easier with her because I had learned a few things and I was a little bit, um, you know, like before with my son, it was like, oh, I have to hold this baby all the time. I have to hold him all the time. I have to just sit in this rocking chair and hold him all the time and he'll be happy. Um and then with my daughter I had heard about um you know a parenting style it's called um R I E which is resources for infant education um you can look up Janet Lansbury um you can google her and um you know I just kind of learned that hey I I I can put my baby down and she did awesome. She loved it. She loved to just be laying down on a flat surface just to play. <clears throat> For some reason, I had this strange notion that like my babies were only happy if they were in my arms like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, but she was fine. And I guess, you know, I, I I really like, I'm so glad that I found that the RIE um, because it, it made me feel like or instilled that it was important that babies need to know that a parent's needs also need to be met. And I wasn't doing that for myself. I was just always giving, 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 and never receiving anything back. And um, so I think putting all this pressure on myself and not really taking any time whatsoever for myself is what led to my next scenario, which I will cover in my next podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, you have a good one. Take it easy and have a great day.